Because if you asked me six and a half years ago when we started the business, if this is what we'd be doing today, I would have probably not believed you. And yet like the messages always come when you're walking down the road. They're not going to come when you're just sitting in your house behind a computer. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Well, my fellow Satorians, it has come to our attention that many of you are not yet aware of some massive news in the Satori Prime world. So let me let you in on a not so little secret right now. So Guy and I have recently created an app that you can now download on your iPhone or your Android device just by searching for Satori Prime in either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Or if you want, you can even download it directly to your desktop by going to app dot satoriprime.com and the reviews are in and they are lively things like life-changing i love the gamification i share this with everyone in my life and my favorite how is this free so if you want to join your fellow satorians in our very own exclusive community then like i said head either to your itunes or google play store and search for satori prime or simply go to app.satoriprime.com and install it on your desktop. So as soon as you join, what we're going to do is we're going to give you access not only to our amazing community, we're also going to give you access to a completely free 10-part transformational mini-series that we've never released anywhere else. And this is where you can begin to uncover all of these limiting beliefs and start upgrading them. Things like money, overwhelm, procrastination, You'll get to see how you can create accountability in your life like never before, and you'll get to experience life in a whole new way. So if you haven't done so already, come join our Satorian family today. Make sure to go download that app. And now it's time for the episode. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Have It All podcast. I'm here with Dr. Lizette Ojada. So first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. We spoke a couple of times. This is actually our third try. <laughs> We've had a few ice storms and, and different things uh, sway us from doing this. So I'm glad we finally got this working. So you do a lot of things. We're going to speak about some of them here today. But just before we dive into that, why don't you give people a little bit of background on what you do, what lights you up, what you're passionate about? Yes. So I'm a multi-passionate, multi-talented woman. (laughs) And my thing is psychology. And so I do a lot of things in psychology. I actually am a psychology professor. I am actually a licensed psychologist. So I see clients, I teach it. I also do research in it with a specialty in career development and as well as men and mental health. Um, And then here today, I am wearing my entrepreneur hat as a you know business coach who helps especially women who have um, a zone of genius that they don't know what to do with and want to really offer it to the world and get clear on what they do, who they do it for, and how they do it like nobody else can so they can attract the people that they were meant to serve. 
Awesome. So before we dive into some of that uh, sales stuff, I just want to talk about the psychology angle of it because I found it to be super, super interesting. So on the one hand, you work with men and trauma specifically around men. And on the business side of things, you're like the psychology of sales helping women. So, you know, out of curiosity, how did that all kind of come about? Yeah. So um, I told you I was multi-passionate. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, the men and masculinity and the mental health piece really came about from my childhood, seeing how my dad had a lot of stress as being the man of the the family, having to hold things together, machismo, and the consequences of him keeping it all in and trying to portray um, that he's got it all together and meet the expectations of what society imposes on him as a man, as a primary breadwinner, as a leader of the family when things start to hit the fan. Um, and so that's the area of expertise that I have um, in my practice side. So I work with a lot of men who are struggling with being vulnerable and allowing themselves to cope in a better way with the struggles that they're experiencing and saying, it's okay. It doesn't mean that I'm any less of a man. And so I, I practice it and I research it as well. So that's and, on, the, on the science side of things. Yes, the science and, and practice side. On entrepreneurial side is basically I sometimes when you go through something, you end up making a business out of it. You end up having a calling to help others who went through what you went through because it was, you know, something that was really meaningful and impactful. So naturally, <laughs> as I started my own business at, in um, psychology, my private practice, because first I started as a professor and then eventually I, you know, I wanted to do more things. So I started that business and then I decided to start a second business helping women who have an expertise, knowledge and skills and make a business out of it. Kind of like how I did in my private practice. So, yeah. How, how does one, cause you know, it's interesting, like the entrepreneurial mind is very well, generally I should say not logic science-based cause it is, illogical, I think, to to start your own business. Um, And I'm curious, what was the draw as someone who's in the sciences and psychology and research specifically that you said, you know what, I'm like, I have this entrepreneurial bug. I want to step out. I want to do that, that whole side of it. Yeah. For me, I'm always striving for more. And I was very comfortable with where I'm at. I have tenure, which basically means a guaranteed job for life, unless I do something horrendous. Um, And so I, and I mean, the pay is great, but you only get so much, (laughs) you only get so much. And then I'm like, Oh, you know, as you know, and as an entrepreneur, I get to set my own hours and then I can have some supplemental income in the summers when I have time off and work on my computer, sipping a margarita like they show on, on, on social media. I'm like, I'd like some of that. <laughs> so I was like, why not? Who says I have to pick? So I'm doing it all in a sense. <laughs> Good for you. So now on the entrepreneurial side, you specifically work with women. Um, and from what, when we spoke, it was a lot about helping people get their genius out. And I think the the phrase that you had used was how to become the go-to pro in your arena. So I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you end up working with a lot of either coaches or consultants or things like that, right? Yes. So focusing on service professionals that they have, 
um, something that they can take that's already within themselves. They have this wisdom, knowledge, skills, and talents in themselves, and they can take it and transform somebody, somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Um, so creating an impact as well as an income for themselves so that they can earn the level of pay that they deserve for a transformation that is incomparable and uh, at times life-saving, yeah. depending on what they do. Um, and so a lot of times people come to me and they're like, you know, I'm, I'm making my boss rich <laughs> and I'm, I've kind of hit a ceiling and I'm being overlooked, unappreciated, or they just feel stagnant. Like I'm this mundane. I need something more stimulating. And so they decide to venture out and I'm like, okay, let's take all your gifts and your zone of genius and put it together, match it with people who want what you've got and can, and let's help you communicate, use the psychology of the buyer, as well as the positioning that you're going to bring to the table so that you can match their needs with your message. And voila, you work together. Beautiful. So let's, so I'm, I'm, I told you this, I'm huge into human behavior and psychology Mm -hmm. myself. I love all of it from the personal development side, all the way to the sales marketing side. So when you're working with someone and they say to you, all right, I want to build a business around, let's just use coaching because I think it's, it's something that a lot of people here will resonate. What are some of the things that you do with them? Is there some sort of process that you take them through? Like what are the questions people should be asking themselves as they're going through this process? Yes. So I start from the very beginning. I don't care where you're coming in. I want to make sure that you've got your foundation solid because I don't want you coming here, spending money on Facebook ads, spending all this time creating landing pages and opt-ins and and programs that nobody's going to buy. Let's make sure (laughs) you've got your rocks, you you know, built, you know, your solid foundation. So we start with what I call your VIPs. Um, And that's an acronym a psychological tactic to make sure that you remember what that is, right? Um, Because I want you to feel like a VIP of your own business. So your VIPs is your vision. What is your vision? What's the big picture? What do you see yourself doing a year, five years, 10 years from now? Why are you doing this? Because you really have to be clear on your why. When you have, not if, when you have those hard times in your business, you know, it's not easy. It's, it's, it, you can make it simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. So be clear on your vision, on your why, your identity. Who do you want to be? You can take that corporate mask off now. This is all about you and what you see and who you want to be, the type of brand that you want to create, the experience you want people to have when they interact with you, when they watch your videos and and read your content. And then um, P is for passion. What are you passionate about? Because the last thing I want you to do is just do something for the money or some other external reason, because that's not going to drive you when the going gets tough. Um, So it has to be an an intrinsic motivation rather than purely extrinsic. Um, So what do you like? But also skills. That's the S. Skills and strengths. What are you good at? So matching what you love with what you're good at, with what people are willing to buy, and that they see you as the go-to pro. Brilliant. It's interesting when I, uh, when I coach people also, one of the first things we look at is the why, especially on the business side. I don't do so much business consulting anymore, but we used to talk a lot about that. And I heard this analogy that hope and desire are like fumes in a car. You know, they'll only take you so far. And inevitably, every single person building a business, no matter how many videos you watch of people sipping margaritas on the beach, um, you eventually, you know, get your face slammed into the sand um, and getting back up 
you know, it takes something. And yes, I, I and just, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm just so passionate about this, but we, a lot of people assume that everybody online has it all together and yeah. they don't ever go through any bumps in the road. And what I tell people is like, it's an illusion. You only have their front row. You only have a front row seat to their performance. You don't have a backstage pass to all the stuff that they had to go through that they are still going through and that they will go through, but they so don't true. post it on social media. That's why there's a lot of depression. The more you spend time on social media, the more you feel depressed and, and your self-esteem suffers because you're comparing yourself to what other people are putting out there, making this illusion that life is perfect. So yeah, I mean, mindset is really important. Strategy and mentality. Yeah, the, the the contrast bias of the human mind is just something that runs rampant. There's there's nothing that you can do other than just be aware of it and actually go like, oh well, do I really believe that? And so one of the things that we do in our business, especially with with people that we coach, is Guy and I, my brother, are constantly, constantly sharing with our uh, inner circle peeps what we're going through at any given time, whether that's, you know, um, stories about the relationship with my wife, with my kids, with each other, with my parents, with business partners, because I think it's super important for people, at least for us, you know, other people can run their business differently for people to understand that even though between the two of us, there's 30 plus years. And I'm sure you also like of training and experience and all that stuff life doesn't stop coming at you. Um, it's just the ability to see the lessons faster, gain balance faster is really what we're striving for. Um, and yeah, so back to that vision thing, like when I left, uh, well, it wasn't corporate America, but the finance world, it was, it was my own business also. I kind of got ousted from it after the 2008 collapse. So in 2010, we kind of... Uh, I lost everything. And I remember having a moment where I was like, okay, the next thing I put my full effort behind, I want to be something that I can honestly say to the, to my last dying breath, I will follow this course. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something that I was doing for money. It wasn't something that I was doing for attention or fame. It was truly something that like, is my self-expression. And, and to that point, and I'd love for your opinion on this, you know, a lot of people always stop with this question of like, well, what is my passion or what is my purpose or how do I find that thing that lights me up? Because I'm interested in a lot of things. Yes. So what would you say to someone? And I'm sure they come to you like, okay, well, wh how, how do I know what to pursue? Yes, because I attract a lot of women who are really bright and brilliant and talented and can do a number of things. And what I suggest is if you're just getting started, pick what you make a list of the things you like out of that list. Which ones do you feel like you're the best at that you don't have to like go learn something new? You already have the skills. What are they? And then what's the market like? Is it something that people would be willing to pay for? And I suggest, I, I say it's not like a marriage where you're supposed to stick to it together. Like I hear what you said about you want to pick something that it's your all. And that's great that you, you found it. But a lot of times people get stuck because they yeah, think it's for her. And I'm like, no, just start off with something, something that feels good, something that you're good at and something that others will see 
as good for them and that you are the best person to help them with the, whatever issue that they're having. Just start somewhere, get known for that, evolve. Your business will evolve. You will evolve as you take action. Then you will gain more traction in the direction that your journey is supposed to take you. And yep. it may, it, it, actually, it won't be where you started. <laughs> I love that you added that. <laughs> it won't be. If you take a look at everyone out there that's been, you know, an entrepreneur for a long time, you compare their starting, their A to their M, <laughs> you, they're a totally different place. Oh my and God. that's okay. Yeah. We, <laughs> we've been, do, we've, so Satori Prime has been alive now for six and a half years, let's say. Yeah. During that six and a half years, we have hard pivoted, not like pivoted where it's like, oh, you know, hard pivoted three separate times in just six and a half years. I'm a huge believer in just start walking. Like you don't have to run. Yes. Just start walking. Yes. And that one step will take you to whatever the next step is. And that's, by the way, I just want to frame this like that's true for anything, not just entrepreneurship, not you want to, you have an idea to move somewhere. You have an idea to get into a relationship. You have an idea to lose weight. It's just like, take the first inch. The next inch will show itself to you once you've done that. People get stuck, you know, about this passion thing. Like they in their head is the entire vision, the entire house on top of this amazing mountain with a infinity pool and, you know, all this money in the bank and the Ferraris and Bentleys and the, like all of it. And they're like, well, how do I get from, I'm like, what are you, you don't even know what mountain you're about to climb yet. Just, just show up somewhere, do some research, do something. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, And I think that's the, maybe like some perfectionistic tendencies or like people who really want more and are use the example of a relationship. If you're trying to figure out if you're going to marry this person before you even go on the first date, like, hello, it's the same thing in business. I, I, there's, there's also something to it. You know, there is the perfectionist. I think a lot of perfectionists stay on the sidelines entirely way too long. Like someone said to me, if, if what was the way he's splendid? He's like, if you've waited long enough where your product that you're putting out is not like there isn't something wrong with it, then you've just waited too long. Like it, yeah, I've heard that too. Put out should be all sorts of messed up because that's the point. Like the audience is going to tell you. Um, I think there's also this piece of wasting time and like a fear of, am I going down the right road? And if you take anything, at least from this section of these, this interview, it's like whatever road you start on, there's no chance that that's the road you're going to end up on. So you might as well start walking and let the road lead you where the road's going to lead you. Because if you asked me six and a half years ago when we started the business, if this is what we'd be doing today, I would have probably not believed you. Um, and yet, like, the messages always come when you're walking down the road. They're not going to come when you're just sitting in your house behind a computer. Exactly. So I want to I switch gears a little bit here and talk a little bit about more of the psychology side, right? So we have an idea now. We kind of know what we want to pursue. And then the next question is, well, how do I present this 
to an audience. Yes. So is your, you know, when you're working with people, is it first, okay, who is the audience that we're looking at? Like, is that step one? Is it what's the message and then find the audience? What's, what's your approach to this? Mm-hmm. So once you know what you want to do, you get, you have to figure out who you want to do it for and, and who also wants what you've got. And you have to really understand what's going on inside their, their head. Um, and that's where the psychology comes in. You have to know what they're, thinking. They have to feel like you know them so well. And they're like, oh my gosh, like, how do you know what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling? And I tell clients to focus on these four things. Number one, what is the problem that they're having? Be really clear on what that is and the underlying issue. What's not that you want a business. It's what does that business mean for you? What will it allow you to do? Freedom, financial, making an impact, all that stuff, figure it out because it's different for different people. Um, You know, like, you know, people who are retiring, right? It's going to be different for them than someone who's just starting out and they're at their prime, right? So the demographics and and age, they're married and all that stuff, that doesn't really matter as much as the psychographics. Um, And that's really, what are they thinking? What are the thoughts that go through their mind that keep them up at night? That's the first thing that they think about and dread in the morning. What are they feeling? How does this problem make them feel about themselves? Um, do they feel um, like a failure? Do they feel like incompetent? Do they feel unattractive? What's the issue? And then um, third, what does it make them do or not do? So if somebody's struggling um, to, you know, with a weight problem, then maybe it prevents them from going to the beach in a bikini or they're not taking family photos. So mm-hmm. really digging into the pain. Um, and so what does it make them do instead? Well, it makes them hide. Maybe they don't do live streams and things like that. And then lastly, what is it that they want instead? What, how can they trade the pain for something that they want to gain? But you have to really get inside the emotions, the thought process and the behavioral piece. Hey, I just wanted to pause here for a second and tell you about something that I realize many of you have no idea about. So Guy and I have just released a brand new advanced training. So after hundreds of emails and questions constantly asking us, well, how do I have it all? How do I have it all? We've created the five pillars to having it all. So if any of the things we share with you here on the podcast have resonated with you, then I'd like to invite you personally to an all new training. Now you can register for the next live class by heading to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. There you'll be able to register for the next live class. Or if you're one of these people that I need it now, you can always just watch the latest replay on that page as well. This, by the way, my friends, is a robust in-depth training that will help you clearly see what's currently stopping you in any area of your life, be it your health, your relationships, your finances, or simply just maybe you want to manifest that big dream. It will help you with all of that. So again, go check it out by going to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. And now back to the podcast. So how would you do that? So you obviously have a psychology background. So for you to extrapolate what someone is thinking about and what's keeping them at night, you can kind of do that work for someone that has no background in psychology and just goes out there and wants to coach women on, you know, health, for example. Um, what would that person do? Are there books they read? Is there a process we go through? Yes. So my recommendation is that you talk to your ideal client. You get them on the phone record it with their permission, write down the notes, capture their words. Mm. 
trigger the emotions. Ask them, how does this make you feel? What will life be like if this continues? What would you wish you had instead? Walk me through a day. Tell me your worst case uh, um, example of how this affected you. What was the breaking point that you said enough? Because then you'll be able to use that language in your marketing, in your content, not stuff that you made up. And the thing is that people tell me, well, Lizette, I already went through it. Like if you're a um, a relationship coach, oh, well, I found the the love of my life and I want to help others find the love of their life. And I'm like, well, you're not in the pain right here, right now. You've already overcome it. You're on the other side. These people don't know if this will happen for them. So while you understand what it's like, it's kind of like you're cured. And so that urgency, Mm. that depth of pain is no longer there. And so it's not the same thing. You have to talk to the people who are going through it right here, right now. Awesome. So that brings me to another question, right? When someone's starting out, they have no clients, they have no prospects even, they, they might not even have a product. They have kind of like an idea and they're trying to put all the marketing behind it and understand and all that stuff. So who are they supposed to interview? Are they going to family and friends? Are they just picking people off the street? Like how are they doing this kind of research? So once you have an idea of who you want to work with, who you want to serve, post something on social media. That's what a lot of people end up doing. Like say, hey, I'm looking to um, talk to a few people who have gone through this, this, and this, or are going through this. Um, In exchange, you know, I'll I'll help you. Um, I'll, I'll give you one tip for X. And then you just get them on the phone and just interview them. See what's going on. Other suggestions that I have is like reading the Amazon reviews for certain books, but it's not the same thing as you really hearing the emotion behind the words that they're saying. And you're talking to them one-on-one and you can like bounce back and, um, and ask more questions to dive yeah. deeper. Yeah, that's a great idea. I, I think uh, social media is, is highly underused for things like that. And it's funny, people in pain love to share and complain about their pain. So um, just having another ear to, <laughs> to do that with. And actually speaking about that, a lot of times people may feel like... People will tell me, well, nobody's signing up. Nobody's signing up uh, to work, to, to get on a call with me. I say, be a little vulnerable. Share some of your story because people will connect with you and feel like you're safe to talk to mm. if it's a sensitive issue, right? Like you can talk about your past story or how you, if, it, if you didn't go through it, you can talk about how you helped someone else. It doesn't even have to be a client if you're still, st- if you're starting out, it could be your grandma. It doesn't matter, but let them know that you understand and that they could get something out of talking to you. So it's not about you, you, you. It's about the client. Yeah. Yeah. We found, especially on our end for either like getting surveys or getting people on the phone, um, it's really good to give them something in return because at the end of the day, that information for you is gold. And whatever you can give them as a gift, that's kind of the information that you're seeking to really take your business to the next level. So whether it's you know free coaching or you want to offer them a product or something for their time, right? They're taking their time, which is valuable to them, out of their day to provide you with this information. So it's really, really important um, that you offer them something in return as well. So let's dive into kind of the, the inner psychology of a buyer a little bit more because this is really the, the area that you excel at. So when you're working with someone... Um, and they're, they're, they've done the interviews, they're doing all that stuff. Like, are there certain psychological triggers, um, that we can take note of to position 
you can pick whatever, you know, offering you have maybe as an example, just so like people kind of understand the power of this. And then as a secondary to that, um, I'd love to afterwards get some, some input on, on books and things like that, that people can uh, learn from as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, the first one that comes to mind is the one that's most misused and even abused. And that's urgency. Um, using urgency as a trigger, because the thing is we're motivated primarily by two things, pain and pleasure, avoiding pain and gaining pleasure, but more, um, importantly, avoiding pain, because it's usually something that we're experiencing right here, right now. It's unpleasant. Whereas pleasure is in the distance. It may or may not happen. It's a nice to have. Um, so you really have to understand what is urgent for them right now. Have they gotten to that point? If not, help them recognize how urgent it is. Because when you've been going through something for a long time, it's just like background noise. Or you think that it's something that is normal. Mm. And it's not. And so it's your job to point that out to them. So you're not manipulating them. You're uncovering, unveiling something for them um, to recognize what's going on for them right now. And why is it urgent to do something about it now? What could potentially happen if they don't do anything about it? And the way that you can use urgency in your offerings is by having like limited amount of opportunities to work with you or limited um, spots in a a group program. You can also have limited time, right? And so if after 24 hours, the price goes up or they lose a bonus or something. So um, that's why launches work much better than having like an evergreen because people don't want to feel like they miss out. They want to feel like they belong. That's another thing. So like the exclusivity trigger where they want to feel like they are part of a tribe. By nature, we want to belong. And so if they see that something is exclusive, they don't want to miss out and they want to be part of that. Um, so, so those are a couple. So urgency and belonging. Yes. Okay, cool. Any, anything else? Yes. So there's also vulnerability. It's one of my favorite. Um, Yeah. So the vulnerability trigger is where you are open with who you are, um, but also come across as an authority. So you can do both. You like, for example, I will share um, knowledge bombs, (laughs) but then I'll also talk about how, you know, I had a hard time with my kid. Um, and how, you know, it made me have a bad day or like I, you know, put out something three days later because something happened. Like people want to feel basically that you're not perfect because they're not perfect. And if you have something that they want, they want to feel like they can have it too. Yeah. So the more normal you are, the more <laughs> they're going to like you. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because the vulnerability stuff, I think only because of you know, decade and a half of personal development work. Am I really comfortable with sharing that stuff for a lot of people when they start out? And and even for us, when we started out as, as online entrepreneurs and thought leaders, you see how others are doing things and you imagine that you need to be like them. So you'll pick, you know, your top five most successful people. And because you don't know any better, you model a lot of the things that they're doing. And what no one tells you is that they're successful doing that because that is honest and authentic to them. 
And when you try to do that thing, the same way that they tell you to do that thing, it rarely, if ever works, because what's missing is their whole story, their whole experience, their whole thing. And so it takes a little bit of time for someone to get comfortable enough to share their scars and to share the ways they've messed up. Because at the beginning, they're like, well, if people don't think I'm smart or people don't think I'm successful or people don't think I'm this, they're never going to buy from me. To which I say like, I don't know, I live in New York um, and I'm sure this is the case in pretty much every other city in the world. But like if you walk around in New York City, there's literally a pizza shop or Italian restaurant on every city block. Like every city block has one. And I'm still shocked at how all of them stay alive. And yet they do because, you know, this person prefers this flavor profile or that person that works there or the way this person makes their whatever, right? And like, they all somehow stay open. And in the coaching world, people always ask me like, wow, you know, that's like, there's a lot of coaches today, mm-hmm. to which I say, yeah, there That's are. Thing. But, but you know, like, yeah, because <laughs> a lot of people are demanding that there be help and assistance. And each one does things differently. There are people that I probably piss off so much. And guess what? They're not my people, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I think the more you understand who you are, and are true to that and know that the right people, just like the friends that you've made in your life, right? You didn't go out and, and strategize and think and go, okay, all right, I got to make a friend today. So, okay, if I go to this restaurant and sit next to this kind of person and say these three, these three stories always really work. So I'm going to say these three stories and I'm going to say these two jokes. And if they laugh, then I can say this thing. You don't do that. Exactly. You just go out and you be yourself. And that person either like, Hey, we should hang out. That felt really good. Or you're going to be like, no, that was really terrible. I never want to see you again. This in the online space, it's actually really, really similar. The only thing is now, instead of dealing with your 25 mile radius and, you know, whatever those people are in there, you now have access to the world. Like we have clients all over the world, uh, people that I would have never met under any other circumstances. But at the end of the day, if you had, even a hundred clients from all over the world, you'd be, I mean, I don't know if a millionaire, but like easily a multiple six figure earner, um, you know, a thousand clients, you're easily well into the multi seven figures. So you don't need to elicit millions of customers when you're in the service game. And that's something that I would urge everyone, uh, like Dr. Ahada said, like, the more vulnerable you are, the more authentic you are. If you notice your friends get more connected to you when you're vulnerable, not when you're bragging and trying to be something that you, you're not. And um, it, it takes something. I get that. And whatever that takes, that's part of your journey. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just wanted to throw out there. Anything you wanted to add to that? Yes. So when you uh, give yourself permission to be yourself, you automatically give others to be mm-hmm. um, permission to be themselves. And because that they people buy based on who they know, like and trust. Guess what? You've automatically created that because they're gonna they're gonna know you better your real self, not your picture of speaking of margarita on the beach. Yep. <laughs> they're gonna like you better because you resemble them. They connect with you. Yeah. Um, and they're going to trust you better because guess what? You opened up 
you're not trying to portray this perfectionist, perfect illusion of who you are. Yeah. I just, I know that human beings and you guys can check this out in your own life. Like we have an amazing bullshit detector. It's something that you've probably gone into a, whether you were buying a car or you're interacting with some sort of salesperson and that salesperson could have literally said all the right words. You know, someone gave them a beautiful script. They asked all the right questions, all that stuff. Yet inside you're like, I am never going to buy from this person. You just felt icky. And, and if I asked you, why didn't you buy from this person? You wouldn't even know the answer. You just tell me, I don't know. It just didn't feel like buying from that it's person. It's a radar. We and, have like a bidar Exactly. As well. And so that's why I feel when people try to put on this success mask, you know, the fake it till you make it thing, it rarely works because people are picking up that it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's much more authentic to say, hey, I'm starting this business and I'm looking for X, to help X, Y, and Z person. And even if you have to work with the first three to five people for free, I coached thousands of people for free, thousands for about six, seven years before it ever even dawned on me that I can actually ask people for money and they would pay for my time. And I remember the first time we asked it was $97 for an hour coaching. And I remember thinking to my brother, guy, this is crazy. No one's ever going to pay $100 to speak with us for an hour. Like, who the hell are we? Why would they come here? And I remember someone first paid and we were just like, oh my God, someone paid. And we got on the phone with them and it was this amazing conversation. And that's what started building up confidence. And now we're charging $2,500 an hour. And I have to tell you from the same place, it was also, I remember when we came up with that price tag, I went, oh, wow. Like who the hell is going to pay that amount of money? And yet it's a belief thing. You know what I say to that? I say, you know, Tony Robbins makes a million for a year of working with him. Yep. <laughs> There's people out there who will yep. pay every everything lower than that. So <laughs> you, you the funny part is though with, with that number is in order for you to ask for mm-hmm. that amount, you have to go through your own process. Mm-hmm. The coach goes, okay, Tony Robbins is making a million dollars a year. All right. I'm going to charge a million dollars a year. Right. Because saying that number would be inauthentic to you. You don't believe that you could deliver a million dollars worth of value when you first start out. As you continue to develop your skill set you're going to quickly realize how valuable you are. And the one thing I'll tell you about just clients at a $97 coaching call versus a $10,000 a month client, the gap of what people are up to, the person that's willing to pay $100,000 a year or $500,000 a year to that person paying anything less is not valuable. Like they won't treat even a hundred thousand dollars a year. It wouldn't even be worth their time. So there's something also to be said about that. And that occurred to me actually with a copywriter the first time I got on the phone with this copywriter, we were looking to write some copy. Someone recommended them to me and we were on the phone for about 20 minutes. And at the end of 20 minutes, he goes, I go, okay, so how do we work together? He goes, well, uh, my package is 25 grand. It's this, this, and this, or you can get this other package and it's 50 grand. And I remember going, 
holy shit, 25 grand. That's a lot of money. We spoke for 20 minutes. The guy doesn't know me from a hole in the wall. That's, that's, you have to be pretty confident in who you are. And I remember that was the first time I went, I was like, wow, we are so undercharging what we do. And we just raised our price at the time. I don't know to what, but that was a big thing. We could have, we could talk about this all day, but I do want to say three things when it comes to pricing, you've got to have three things in line. One, you've got to identify the people who are able, willing, and ready to pay what you command. Two, you have to match what you do with the transformation that they want, that they think is worth paying that amount. And three, you've got to believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that you've got the goods. So you've got, you need those three things. And that's not to say that you won't have self-doubt and comparisonitis and imposter syndrome and all those things won't, won't happen to you. They happen to me and I'm a psychologist, <laughs> but it's what you do with it, how you overcome it, how you face it in spite of these doubts. Yeah. So yeah. And, and, you have those three things. So true. And again, it's like baby steps. I think when a lot of people go, okay, I want to build a business where I'm able to charge whatever, $10,000 for, for my services, right? And you're at square one. You're not going to go from zero to $10,000. You might go from zero to $500. And then at $500, you're going to start serving and you're going to start seeing that the results that people are creating are wonderful and the feedback's going to be wonderful and the case studies are going to be wonderful. You know, I was just skiing in, um, I was having a mastermind with a marketing friend of mine. And when I met this guy, which was probably about four years ago, we were one of his first clients. He was charging a thousand dollars a month at that time. Okay. To work with him. He has now worked with the biggest names, the biggest thought leaders from Tony Robbins and Frank Kern and all, you know, that kind of level people. And He's charging ten to twenty thousand dollars a month for the same services. Granted, obviously his skill set is at a much much higher level than it was four years ago, but even he kind of like slowly right worked up, and you just start to build this understanding of who you are and what people are willing to pay for the kind of services that you offer. It's not going to happen by you sitting on the sidelines and thinking about how to structure that business. It will only come from you actually being in and doing that business. And that is so, so important. Um, all right, a couple of things. Any books? I see like a huge stack of books. Oh, I love books. Which I've read I'm behind hard. you. <laughs> um, okay. Um, okay, my favorite mindset book is Psycho-Cybernetics. Cool. Um, and um, my favorite book on like how to position yourself is a book called positioning. (laughs) I never heard of that one. Yeah. Positioning. Okay, cool. And, and notice one thing, they're all red and white. They all have red and that's a psychology thing in case you didn't know, like that's to catch people's attention. Yeah. Actually all of them pitch anything, spin selling, (laughs) all of them are red and white. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, quick, uh, quick little thing for all you guys. And I, I think I mentioned this on certain podcasts, but if I haven't, um, worth noting, there are services that actually do abbreviated versions of books like these. Um, so one of the things, cause I, I don't know your experience is like a lot of the times people that write these books tend to drag on and try to make themselves sound way smarter than I think they actually are. So it's a lot of like, 
the same concept, but this person just does it from, you know, so um, there's uh, services like Blinkist uh, and Read It For Me, um, which is readitfor.me. And they just do either like uh, videos or audios, or you can read kind of PDFs. Um, they're generally about 20 minutes long, maybe a little bit less. And what I tend to do is I'll actually go through those. And if I, I really think that it's interesting, then I'll either go buy the book or the audiobook or something like that. Um, so just a little side tip. All right, cool. Those are awesome. Um, what's, what's the number one thing that people come to you for? It really boils down to help me get crystal clear and confident on what I do best, who it's meant to serve, and why I'm the obvious choice. Mm. And and being clear and confident are really important. You got to be clear so that the people that you're targeting see why they need to come to you and are willing to pay whatever you command. See the value in you. And you need to be confident enough to believe that you've got the goods, that you can provide that transformation. And that even though there are many, many coaches and consultants out there, you are the right person for the right type of client who wants to receive the transformation the way only you can with all your knowledge, education, talent, and skills and personality combined. Awesome. I love that. I love that. And then uh, last question here. So I know we just wrapped up a year from the people that I've coached. It was a doozy of a year for most people. <laughs> um, and I think everyone's really excited for the new year. I'm curious, what was uh, one of the biggest lessons that you personally learned in 2017? Um, and, and how, you know, can you share that lesson with, with our audience? Yes. So in 2017, I had a surprise baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> so being the planner that I am, I had some major plans for 2017 that did not get done. <laughs> and, you know, I'm very goal oriented and I set my mind to something and I do it, but it had to get put on hold. So mm. I didn't get to do a lot of the things that I wanted to, but you know what? I'm okay because I just shift the way things ended up happening, how I perceive them. I have a blessing and I'm going to enjoy this time. And there's a season in life that you kind of have to respect, you know, mm. not force it. If, if something happens, then what can you learn from that? Or how can you shift to make it still fit your vision? So, um, and so it, I, yeah, that's what happened. That's awesome. <laughs> I had to be okay with my, with things not going exactly as planned. Yeah. <laughs> what is that line? You know, man makes plans. God laughs. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's all, I, I'm a huge believer in, uh, the presence of the divine and that life, regardless of how much we try to control it is this flowing river that we happen to be on. And, uh, one of the things that we talk about all the time with our clients is human beings have this tendency to try to row up river all the time, right? It's like the river's going that way. And you're like, no, 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 I want to be over there. We just row, row, row really fast. And Esther Hicks had this amazing analogy where she's like, you know, you're rowing really fast while, while you're awake and then eventually you get tired. So what happens? So you 
fall asleep, you're holding and what does the river do? It ends up taking you. And then you wake up like, oh no, I'm not supposed to be here. And you're just like, like working really hard and forcing an outcome and all that stuff. And just like, throw the oars. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. Beautiful. Well, uh, Dr. Ohada, so where can people find out more about what you do and how you serve humanity? Yes, I can be found online at my website, which is drlizette.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z-E-T-T-E. Or just look for me on Facebook. I like to hang out there. Awesome. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for your wisdom and knowledge. And thank you for doing the work that you do in the world. Thank you for having me. That was awesome. All right, everyone. We'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Till then, have an amazing, amazing day, my friends. So one last reminder before we wrap up here today, if you haven't already grabbed the app that all of your fellow Satorians are going gaga over, then I would recommend to do it right now. Well, I guess if you're driving, maybe not just this second, but when you get a chance, go to your iTunes or Google Play Store, search for Satori Prime and download it today. You'll get access, like I said earlier, to an amazing and life-changing 10-part mini-series. And if you want to know the clear steps to create the have-it-all life for yourself, this app is an absolute must. Like I said, and you can hear in my voice, we are incredibly excited to share it with you and be with you inside of our community. So we'll see you there. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love. Promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends. Mm-hmm.